Have you caught my free masterclass, Write Your Novel or Memoir in Three Months Without Killing or Embarrassing Yourself? Because you can watch it right now by going to maryadkinswriter.com forward slash masterclass. It takes an hour and you will love it. I promise. maryadkinswriter.com forward slash masterclass. I hope you love it. Welcome to the First Draft Club, a podcast to help you write your book with joy, clarity, and maybe a few coffee stains. If you're working on a novel or a memoir, whether you haven't written creatively since seventh grade English or you have an MFA in creative writing, this podcast is for you. I'm here to help you fight through resistance and finish your draft. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a personality type test that divides personalities into nine types based on what motivates you. And I think the Enneagram can be a really powerful way of understanding yourself and your motivation and the way that you move through the world. And so recently, I led a webinar for writers on identifying writing goals that work best with your Enneagram type. So when it comes to setting writing goals and meeting our writing goals, there's some typical ones that people often use, like word count. I'm going to write 200 words a day. Or an amount of time. I'm going to write for two hours a day. And these are two great goal types, but there are also other goal types that are available to you that may just be less commonly known or commonly used. And so you haven't thought of them before. And of all of the different goal types, different ones will be suited to different personality types. And so that's what I want to talk about today. All right. So to get started, The first thing I want you to do is to figure out your Enneagram type. There's a great one offered by the Enneagram Institute that costs $12. I'll link to it in the show notes in case you're willing to drop a few bucks because it is a really thorough test and one of the best ones out there. Um, I don't remember the number of questions. It's somewhere between 40 and 100. It'll probably take you about 20 to 30 minutes to get through. So it's a bit more of a time investment, but I think it's worth your time and your 12 bucks. So whether it's that one or another one, hit pause, go figure out your Enneagram type, and come back, okay? I will wait here for you. Okay, welcome back. I hope you figured out your Enneagram type because it is going to make the rest of the episode a lot more helpful. From here, I would love to get into what goal types are best for the different Enneagram numbers. And to do that, we first need to know what goal types are available to writers. So I've already mentioned the first word count. Word count, a word count goal involves deciding how many words you're going to write. 
on a given day or in a given week. Um, I have used word count goals many times. Um, I have said, I'm going to write a thousand words a day. I'm going to write 1500 words a day. That turned out to be a really ambitious goal. Um, I've said, I'm going to write 400 or 500 words a day. You get the idea. A typical novel or memoir draft is about 70,000 words. So you can take 70,000 and divide it by the number of days you have until you want to, you know, the until the date by which you want to finish your draft. And, and that's how many words you should write per day on average. Word count goal is just one goal type, though. You could also have a page count goal. A page count goal is something that's also worked for me when I was working on my novel Privilege with a newborn at home, and I mean a brand new newborn, like only a few weeks old, I found the computer really daunting. I couldn't sit there and type because looking at a blank Word document and a blinking cursor gave me a lot of anxiety. So I started writing that novel by hand, and I set a goal of 10 handwritten pages a day. 10 handwritten pages a day. It felt so much more manageable to, manageable to me than a word count goal. And because I was writing by hand, a word count goal wasn't really feasible because I wasn't going to sit there and count up the number of words in my notebook. Um, but pages were easy to track. So a page count goal is another option and a good option if you're writing by hand, which I recommend um, and talk about in other episodes. A third way of setting a goal is to decide what scene or scenes you're going to write in a given writing session. This works really well if you're someone who's already plotted out what scenes are coming next in the story you're writing. And I don't mean the entire rest of your book or your draft, but I just mean the next handful of scenes. So I call this headlight outlining in my course. It's where you you know the next three to four scenes that are coming up. And so you could say, okay, well, next I have the scene at the mall, followed by the scene at the DMV, followed by the scene in the cafeteria. I'm going to write the scene at the mall on Wednesday, the scene at the DMV on Thursday. Thursday and the scene in the cafeteria on Friday. I really love this goal type because you're not strapping yourself into a certain number of words. You're just saying, hey, I'll get this scene done. If it winds up being 500 words, great. If it winds up being 3,000 words, great. Either way, by the end of Wednesday, I will have finished the scene at the mall. We have two more goal types I want to cover. The next is what I call the big time chunk. This is a way of saying, okay, I'm going to write from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday and Wednesday. And you try to really guard that time and you write for that entire time. And the last is smaller time chunks. It's similar to the the big time chunk in that it's time-based. But for this one, you would choose a certain number of smaller time chunks that you want to find in your day somewhere. And I recommend 25-minute increments because um, the I really like the Pomodoro method. If you haven't heard of that, Google it. It's just a way of, of allocating your work into 25-minute sprints. So you would say, I want to find three 25-minute bursts today to do my writing. And they could be, they could be consecutive. You could do them back-to-back and do a 25-minute writing sprint followed by a five-minute break, followed by a 25-minute writing sprint, followed by a five-minute break. This is the Pomodoro, Pomodoro method, by the way, is, is um, uh, alternating your 25-minute working sessions with five-minute breaks. Or you could say, I'm going to find time in my day to do two 25-minute sessions or three 25-minute sessions or six 25-minute sessions. Whatever you want to set your goal as, um, you can do. Now, 
you can combine these goal types as well. So it may work for you to say, hey, on Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to write from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And in that time, I'm going to write the scene at the mall, the scene at the DMV, and the scene at the cafeteria. So you're combining the big chunk time goal with the scenes type goal. Um, You could also say, hey, Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to write from 8 to 11. And on Monday, I'm going to get 1,500 words written. And on Wednesday, I'm going to get 1,000 words written. So you can combine them with word counts. Now, just listening to what I've been saying, you may already have, have find yourself drawn to one goal type over others. And that's what I want to get into now, is based on your Enneagram type, what might make the most sense for you? Now, I want to I want to um, preface this by saying what makes the most sense for you is what sounds the best. So you could ignore everything else I say from here out if you've already heard me say something that makes you think, oh, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to do a big time chunk on Friday and I want to write a certain number of scenes that that day. Or I want to I want to do a page count goal where I'm going to write eight handwritten pages um, four days a week. I mean, you you find what works for you, but I now want to tell you what, what might work for you based on your Enneagram type. So we have nine types, and I'm going to move through these pretty quickly. Type one is the reformer. Type ones are rational and often idealistic. They're really principled. They can be pretty hard on themselves at times. Um, They're really good at self-control and can be um, sometimes a bit of perfectionists. So for a type one, I would recommend doing these smaller chunks. So finding like 25-minute time chunks in your day. Um, I think I, 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 this is my idea for a type one because I think a type one um, is very particular and will respond well to something precise, a precise goal, more precise than, say, a scenes goal. Um, but I worry that if a, if a type one commits to something like a big chunk, um, they may have trouble letting go of that if life intervenes. So if they say, I'm going to write for four hours on a given day, if, if life intervenes, a type one may have trouble letting go or adjusting, which will just create anxiety. So I think the smaller time chunks is what I would recommend for a type one. And a type one, your mantra is mess is okay mess is okay. All right. Type two is the helper. Type twos are caring. They tend to be generous and people pleasing. Um, they really are, are like your friend who does everything for everyone else and always remembers everybody's birthday. That person might be a type two. For type two, first, I'm going to give you your mantra this time. Your mantra is, I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to write. I'm allowed to carve out time to write. For a type two, I would recommend something flexible. So it's actually similar to a type one, but for a different reason. I want you to have flexibility in your day so that you don't feel like you have to choose between your obligation to someone else and your own writing. So um, I would recommend either a word count, page count, or scenes goal, because those are going to be flexible in your day or even or even the short time time sprints goal, because that you can just find that somewhere in your day and it doesn't interfere with your obligations to someone else. Like with the type one, I think the one big time chunk may stress you. Type three is the achiever. 
Type threes are success oriented and practical. They're, they tend to really excel. They're driven. They can also be somewhat image conscious. Their ego plays, plays in pretty heavily to their decisions. So for a type three, because they're really effective and can, can really focus on efficiency, your mantra is going to be slow and steady, slow and steady. And for a type three, I honestly think any of these goals could work. I think a type three is likely to get the book done. If a type three sets out to write the book, they're going to get it done. So I would, I would, you know, if, if a goal that I've mentioned um, a moment ago, if one of them hasn't already jumped out at you, I would re-listen to that part and see what, what resonates with you. Because I think any of these goals will work. It's just a matter of finding the one that stresses you out the least. Type four. Type four is the individualist. Type fours, if you hate the Enneagram, if you hate the fact that I'm talking about this test, you are probably a type four. (laughs) Type fours do not want to be categorized. They don't really like things like personality tests that attempt to categorize people. Um, They are expressive. They can be pretty dramatic. Um, They can also... um, uh, sometimes, sometimes can be temperamental in the sense, and I mean that more in the sense that there are there are um, bigger ups and downs that type fours experience. So for a type four, your mantra is going to be to remind yourself that structure can be good. Structure can be good. For a type four, I would try the scenes goal first because I think it's the most flexible, it's the most loose, it's the most uh, customizable, which is what a type four is going to like. Type fours will like to customize. Type five is the investigator. Type fives tend to be cerebral. They um, are highly perceptive. They love research. They love going on the dig. They love become becoming masters of whatever it is they're trying to learn and excel at. Um, the investigator, and so a type five, because type fives like type ones really like precision. Um, I would say your mantra is minimum viable research, which is based on the term minimum viable product in the business world. This is the idea that you just want to get a product to market with its the, the bare bones product so that you can get it out in front of people and start learning what works and doesn't work. So take action and don't be perfectionistic before you even have anything to test. Minimum viable research is, the, is your mantra if you're a type five, because I can see type fives wanting to fall down a rabbit hole of research and that becoming a procrastination tool and getting their draft done. So your mantra is minimal viable research. And I would suggest for you um, choosing a, a, a choosing a goal that is that is specific and therefore makes sense to you. So um, word count, I think would work probably much better than page count or scenes for a type five because Type fives again, like like precision. Um, I also think the twenty five minute ch- time chunks could work well for a type five. The big chunk really actually plays to tendency for a type five. Um, I think a type five could pull that off really well. I think it's just a matter of you deciding whether committing to a big time chunk works with your schedule or not, or whether it's something that will will ultimately interfere with your day and stress you out. So it just depends on your schedule. But for a type five, I would basically choose any of the goals that are not scenes. 
Type six, the loyalist. Loyalists are um, responsible, highly responsible, committed to the people in their lives. Um, they care about the people in their lives deeply. They they have anxiety around what could happen to themselves and the people in their lives. So these tend to be the catastrophe planners, um, the person who really know like knows the escape route, who um, is very aware of whether there's a there's a um, what's it called? The thing that puts out the fire, the fire extinguisher, <laughs> whether there's a fire extinguisher in the room. Type six, your mantra is I won't die, <laughs> which is a little bit tongue in cheek, but I actually mean it. Your mantra is I won't die. Writing this book is not going to kill me so I can do it. OK, I won't die. And for a type six, I would say because type sixes do tend to be quite anxious and tend to be really um, can, can also be pretty hard on themselves. I would try a combination of scenes and smaller time chunks because those are both manageable goals that will also allow you to prioritize your other concerns um, like protecting your family from a tsunami. <laughs> All right, type seven. Type seven is my type, the enthusiast. Type sevens, we tend to be um, spontaneous. We tend to be uh, uh, excitable. We like starting new things, but we don't always finish them. We are easily distracted. We can be a bit scattered, but we're also, we love fun. We hate missing out. We really experience a lot of FOMO. So type sevens don't like to be trapped. We don't like to feel trapped. That's really the big thing with sevens. So the mantra for a seven is, I can always pivot. I can always pivot. Okay. You can always pivot. So for a seven, Speaking as a seven myself, I will say the very best goal type for me has been scenes. Just deciding I'm going to write this scene this day and I'm going to write this scene this other day because it's super flexible and I like that about it. Um, like I said, I've, I've tried all of these at this point, but the scenes has been the one that stresses me the least, which is therefore the best. Type eight is a challenge, is called the challenger. Type eights tend to be, um, dominant, socially dominant. They um, are often leaders. They're quite confident. They're decisive. Um, they're not afraid of co confrontation like some of the other types. And they get things done. So a for a type eight, I would say your mantra is that this is worth it. Because writing a book uh, is is takes a long time. It's messy. Um, like I said, it can be um, pretty inefficient. You're going to throw a lot of stuff out. There's a lot of trial and error and experimentation. And that can be frustrating for a type eight who just wants to get it done. My husband is a type eight. And when I asked him in, in researching for this lesson, I, I was um, curious what he thought would be the best goal for his type. And I said, so I explained the goals to him and asked what goal would be best for a type eight? And he said, well, a type eight, as a type eight, I would just hire someone else to write the book. <laughs> so I, for a type eight, I would say um, a, a type eight, once they commit to writing the book, I think will, again, get the book done. So it's more, it's sort of like a type three. I think it's more like which goal is going to stress you out the least. And that that's something that only you can answer. So it's not, I don't think... Um, I don't think you're not going to get it done once you commit as a type eight. I think it's just a matter of how you do it and what you want that experience to feel like and to be like. Last type is type nine, the peacemaker. 
The peacemaker tends to be easygoing, agreeable, um, reassuring to others. Um, sometimes they could come across as complacent or almost too easygoing. Um, but they really they, they make good mediators and therapists. They're the people who um, are not like type A. They are not going to confront you. They are going to smooth things over. The mantra for a type nine is I can do this. I can do this. Because type nines can be self-effacing and and are really good at putting others first. I think it's important to, for a type nine to remind to remind himself, herself, their self that they can do it. They they are capable of getting it done, and they will get it done. They can get it done in small chunks. I asked a couple of friends who are type nines what goal types they thought were best for them, and interestingly, what I heard was a combination. Um, which I mentioned a little while ago, but remember, that's always available to you as a combination. And the answer was a combination of word count and small time chunks. So I'm going to write for um, these three 25-minute sprints today, and within those three 25-minute sprints, I'm going to get a 1,000 words written. So both an outcome goal and a process goal combined. And and what I really like about that for a type 9-2, like I've mentioned for a couple of the other types, type 2 and type 6, is that it's flexible in a way that I think accommodates the type 9's um, kind of built-in desire to care about others and not want to sacrifice others' needs in order to complete their own their own book or their own their own writing goal. So those are the Enneagram types and the goal types that may work with your Enneagram number. If you would like a download of a handy chart breaking down what I've covered today in this episode, go to goals.maryadkinswriter.com and you can download a chart of the Enneagram types paired up with the various goals that I've covered. If you love this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It's a huge help in getting the word out about this podcast to other people. Thanks for listening. Happy writing, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the First Draft Club. Subscribe and leave a review, and I will adore you forever. And if you want to submit your own questions and attend these sessions live, you can join our community of authors by going to maryadkinswriter.com. That's Adkins with a D, like donut. And if you want to attend my free masterclass on how to finish your book in five simple steps, just go to maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass. That's maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass, and you can watch it instantly. Happy writing. See you next week.